Hello everyone, I'm Ben, and this is the German News Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to talk about some online football and also some bike racing. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. I'm going to start off today by talking about some football, like online football to be more more specific. The games I'm going to be talking about happened in the Simulation Football League. Uh, and the first, I'm going to talk about two games. One is between Fort Worth Toros and Queen City Corsairs. And the second is between the Charleston Predators and the Vancouver Legion. The first game I'm going to talk about, like I just said, is between the Fort uh, Fort Worth Toros and the Quinn City Corsairs. This game happened on February fifth, twenty twenty-two, with which happened at Compro Field. The Quinn City Corsairs ended up winning twenty-six twenty-two. The like this seems like a pretty interesting thing since it like it has a lot of in-depth stuff like or like if you look on the simulation football league website there's a lot of different like stats and other things that you can see the total yards for both teams were only 3 yards in between each other with 315 for the Toros and 312 for the Corsairs. The Corsairs definitely, like, this might be the one way that they won was through their passing since they had 233 instead of the 197 that Fort Worth had. But the thing is the the toros gave up 23 points in the last quarter so they would have won with a comfortable margin of 22 to 0 or 22 to 3 but because they let in the 23 points in the last quarter they ended up losing because of it yeah so the like that like shows a lot about like how a game can change change really quickly and how if you were gonna think that you were gonna have an easy time you should still put effort in because you might end up losing like like in this case where Fort Worth lost twenty six to twenty two after giving twenty three up in the last quarter. The next game that I'm going to talk about between the Charleston Predators and the Vancouver Legion happened at Fort Moultrie Memorial Stadium. And this game was even closer than the last game by one point. It was 26 to 23. And this, like, if there was just a little bit longer for Vancouver to maybe get a field goal, then they could have gotten into this like they could have gotten the win but this game went into overtime so vancouver must have won the coin toss 
because Charleston won with just a with just a three pointer. So like with a field goal. So like that kind of shows that like even if it like that like sometimes stuff happens and like I feel like if I was in this case I would still kinda of take this as a win since we got into overtime and it showed like it seems like they they tried their hardest, so I feel like that would be a good thing to do. Would would be just to like be ha- be happy with how you played. You might be a little bit upset that you lost, but I feel like that would be a cool thing to sit, like is that I went into overtime in a football game. The quarterback for the Charleston Predators. Um, had a, a completion percentage of 72%, where the Vancouver Legion quarterback had a 73.68 completion percentage, which, like, are both pretty respectable. Like, they're the... But, like, the Vancouver Legion quarterback definitely did a little bit better. But I feel like those, if I, that was happening in an NFL game would probably lead to your team losing by, like, a lot more. But I can also be wrong on this, and, like, that's pretty good. Like, which it is. So, so yeah. That's all I have to say about this week's SFL. But the for next week, week five, the... Mexico City Aztecs are playing the Baltimore Vultures on Sports Gamers Online at, or at Sports Gamers Online Stadium, and the like. The Glad the St. Louis Gladiators are playing the Denver Nightwings. There are other games too, like the Carolina Skyhawks are playing the Jacksonville Kings. The Toros are playing the Knights from Lo- the London Knights. The Portland Fleet are playing the San Diego Mavericks, plus a few others. So, I feel like this would be a cool thing if you want to learn more about it. This would be a cool place. I will link some stuff up in the description of this podcast episode if you want to go onto their website. After the break, I'll talk about some UCI races in Fayetteville, Arkansas for cyclocross racing, and I will be back in a minute. And we are back. I am now going to talk about UCI cyclocross races that happened between the 29th and 30th of January 2022. Uh, this race was sponsored by Walmart and took place in Fayetteville. Like, and this was the World Championships for UCI, uh, for like the UCI cyclocross races. Um, and the in the men's elite. The results came in that Thomas Piddick came in first, 
Lars Vanderhaar came in second, and Eli Iserbite came in third. Thomas Pidcock is 23, and he came in at an hour 36 seconds. Lars Vanderhaar from the Netherlands is 31. Um, he came in at one hour, one minute, and six seconds. And Eli Iserbite from Belgium came or came in at one minute, one hour, one minute, and eight seconds. He is twenty five, which like that's like pretty good. Like in the top five, four of them are under the age of thirty, with the oldest out of them being Lars Vanderhaar at thirty one. Um, two of them are twenty nine. One is twenty five, and one is twenty three. Of the top ten, most of them, there are only two. Like eight out of the ten are under the age of thirty, with Thomas Pidcock still being the youngest. Then Kevin Kuhn, who came in at ninth. Yeah, except the like Thomas Pidcock came in at like around 30 seconds before Lars Vanderhaar came in. But after that, there were like the races were pretty close. Like Lars Vanderhaar and Eli Izerbite were only two seconds apart compared to like the like Thomas Pidcock and Lars Vanderhaar, who, like I just said, like had around 30 seconds in between them. But yeah, like all of the, like like from eighth to first, were all like where it was in like was in between like thirty seconds, uh, at like the most and like two seconds at the least of gap in between them. Um, and that was for men's elite racers, for women's junior races, the. General classification went, or, like, final, like, the person who came in first was Zoe Backstead from Great Britain, who, she is 18, and she came in at a time of 41 minutes and 16 seconds. Leonie Bentveld from the Netherlands, also 18, came in at 41 minutes, 48 seconds. And in third, Lauren Mullengraff, who is 17 from the Netherlands, came in at a time of 42 minutes and 13 seconds. But yeah, like for all these racers are either eight, 17 or 18. So like, I, like that's like a pretty good time for them. Like what, like, cause it's like, it's like it's showing that the, Next generation is going to be pretty quick and hard to compete with if you are one of the older riders. So, for uh, the women under 23, the rider that came in first is Puck Pytersi? Not... Uh, probably butchered that um who the like she is 20 
and she came in at a time of 46 minutes, 27 seconds. In second, Shirin Von Anjou-Enruij, also 20 from the Netherlands, came in at the same exact time of 46 minutes and 27 seconds. Uh, and Femme Van Empel, who is 20, came or also came from the Netherlands and at a time of 46 minutes and 39 seconds. But that would have been an exciting race to watch since there was less than a second in between the first and second right like rider. So I feel like that would be the most interesting part of the race uh, like as they were very close at the end. But yeah, so Puck got two hundred points, Sheeran got a hundred and fifty, and Femme von Empel got a hundred and twenty. And for men junior and for men's juniors, the writer that came in first, Jean Christian from Switzerland, who was eighteen. Came in at a minute of 40, 43 minutes and 11 seconds. And in second, Aaron Dock from Belgium, also 18, came in at a time of 43 minutes, 12 seconds. And Nathan Smith from Great, Brit uh, Great Britain, also 18, came in at a time of 43 minutes and 12 seconds. So both the men's juniors and women's uh, women under twenty three, both had very close races, like ra like race finishes, with there being less than a second separating first place and second and third. So like these both would have been really cool races to watch, um, but yeah, like I feel like this would be a cool, just like overall since there's both gravel and dirt parts of every race in cyclocross so i feel like this would be a fun exciting race to like races to watch if you want some more action and also some just like competition the next cyclocross race is happening in like uh or is happening tomorrow February 12th at and it's a Telnet Super Prestige Gewehr I think that's how we say it and it's have happening in Belgium so I feel like overall this would be Something, if you are able to watch it, it would be cool to watch it. And the next day, on the 13th, is the X, like X2O Bad Camers Trough Brussels University's Cyclocross. Probably butchered that. But it's happening in Brussels. And that would also be probably be a cool event to go watch if you are able to since the races are 
both like cyclocross and they will be holding different people since I don't expect there to be people for racing in both. There might be the same teams, but they might be using different racers. So that's all that I have on this episode of the Jammin News Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you on the next episode. I'm Ben. This was the Jammin News Podcast.